What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Brick Squad podcast. I'm your host, Lance Sininger. And uh, today I have a special guest with me, the man who introduced the idea of a podcast to me probably two, three years ago. Um, just hanging out with all my friends and stuff. And like, he brought up the idea, wow, we should all have like a podcast together. And after taking my class uh, this semester, it's really hit me that, wow, this podcast stuff is pretty cool. So uh, without further ado, Peyton Penny. Peyton, what's going on? Hey, Lance. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Glad to have you here. And uh, glad to be glad here. we can kick all this off together. Uh, it's been it's been pretty stagnant for a while, but we've had we've had a couple ideas here or there, and you and I talk music all right, the time. Right. So all the time. So uh, basically, I just want to talk talk to you about like what got you into music, really. Um, I mean, really, just just listen to it growing up like I just felt like it had a different connection with me it was more than just like just the words it was the music behind it the meaning behind the words and then once I started realizing that I'm like oh okay cool yeah it's pretty cool it's definitely something that it, it definitely takes like I listen to music to like I it takes my mind off things a lot like obviously we have we have the daily grind of everything and like music just really helps with easing your mind on things, uh, putting your worries to a side for a little bit and just listening to your favorite songs, favorite artists, uh, even new music that comes out. Uh, but a little backstory. So Peyton and I met, I'd say first, second grade, right? And we had, I remember Peyton came up to me and he was like, hey, uh, he didn't even like really introduce himself. He's like, hey, do you want to be friends? And I was just kind of like, nah. And you straight up rejected me. Straight up rejected you. Rejected but, me. But ever since then, Peyton and I have become really good friends since the second. The best of buds, Lance. And, the best of buds. And we pretty much talk music all the time together. And now this is like a platform for us to really share our ideas and thoughts amongst ourselves and with all the listeners at home. So basically what I wanted to kick today's episode off with, talking about the the albums of 2021 that shot 2021 has been a pretty, pretty busy year for music. Um, 2020 was pretty, pretty boring for music, pretty stagnant. Boring, but it was just stagnant because obviously there was a couple months where people just like, weren't really recording music. Like they, like they used to with obviously COVID happening. And then towards the end of the year, not being able to perform music either, not have shows. That's something that's been real big this year. Uh, people are actually performing again. And that's really what's kicked off uh, everybody releasing an album because, you know, the reason artists make music, produce music, share music with the world is because they want to be able to perform it for everybody. They want to give a product for people to listen to. And one of those products is the performance aspect of it. And that is really, uh, that's really what drives an artist. Peyton, have you been to any shows since, uh, since no. the start of the new year no but i would love to i the person i want to see most by far is tyler all yeah. the videos i see on twitter instagram of his uh concert should just look crazy yeah i saw i saw a video the other day of him i'm not sure if this was from this year or not but it was like he was telling the crowd to like boo him or whatever i, th I think that was so, from this year yeah yeah, yeah. To, telling him to boo him to keep him humble or whatever yeah Ty tyler's great he's uh he's obviously a very creative individual and oh, absolutely. I feel, like, I feel like that goes over people's heads at some point because they just see like the crazy stuff he does and the 
how he talks on social media, but really, I think in a lot of ways, he's just misunderstood. Right. There's so much more to it. Yeah. Like his music, like, like his older stuff was just that, that crazy music that like, like, I mean, he was like, what, 17, 18. Yeah. It was that, it was that point in his life where he was like transitioning from a teenager to an adult. And uh, from that, from that, that goblin era where he started coming out with the new, it was called like weird punk music. They were calling it and like weird emo rap. And like, ever since then, he just keeps progressing, keeps progressing, putting out right. a new sound that I feel like doesn't really appeal to everybody. You definitely have to have a special ear to be listening to it. And I've heard people even talk about it in the past. Like, like, Oh, I don't listen to Tyler. I think his music's weird. I think his vibes weird and i'm just like you gotta you gotta get past that and you just gotta listen to the music and like right it's not it's not not even just the words really like the instruments behind it the like story he's creating with his music it's just like you're in a whole you're in his world of like storytelling it's like you're reading a book but you're listening it's like an audiobook really yeah it's just it's so creative too like because he he transitioned he goes into a song where he's very melodic and like he'll he'll have a feature on there it's a very very catchy song and then goes into the next song and it's just a hard-hitting hard-hitting rap song and it's just like you get you can get everything out of tyler in an album exactly you can get, you can get the creativeness you can get the the old school rap and that's what i like about his new album a lot is right in the back you have dj drama kind of commentating throughout the album right whereas like a hype man yeah he's like hyping him up and there's sometimes these transitions in between songs and like really it's not an album that you listen to like you just pick and choose songs you can do that but if you're really trying to listen to it you got to start from track one all the oh, way yeah. down to really get the full picture of the album That's right what i really like about it right and we're gonna we're gonna hit on that album for sure in my i have i have the list we're gonna talk about uh our top five albums of the year later on in the in the podcast today and I feel like that one will be brought back a little bit later, but uh, we've got, we've got some also other big albums this year. Obviously the big debate in the last couple of weeks has been CLB or Donda. Peyton, what are you, what are you? Oh, it's it's easily, it's easily Donda. It's not, it's not, it's not close. No, no, not definitely not. I was expecting a lot more out of Drake with this next or with this album. And I well, was I we felt were originally crazy. supposed to get it around the December, January period when Yeah, right. The there was merch sent out to certain athletes I saw wearing before games, the CLB merch. And then after that it was kind of like delayed. Drake came out and said he's delaying the album, focusing on his rehab from what I believe he right. his ACL or something, playing right. basketball. Some that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I just expected so much more out of CLB. Like it was supposed to be that album that rivaled Donda, and it actually outsold Donda because of because of who Drake is, the artist. Yeah, I was just saying that that is yeah. But that's Drake. I feel like the the reason Donda is is better, in my opinion, is because when you listen to the album, it's not like you're listening to a normal album. It's like it's it's basically like the three shows he had before. It's like a performance album to where you're sitting there and like like a theater listening to it taking it all in as it's happening right before you it's like a live action album if that makes sense and exactly 
it's not something that you've we've ever really heard before a 24 track plus four more tracks to make it 27 uh with the uh part twos on the album but we've never heard an album like that and every track be uh completely clean no explicit right 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 which it wasn't that way in the listening parties though and i'm surprised that it came out that way yeah i'm very surprised well we can kind of figure out why it came out that way because uh it was kind of dropped by the label like there wasn't kanye didn't even agree to drop the album the label was like all right we can't keep delaying this we can't keep having kanye get these new ideas and we just got to get it out to the people so we can move on and release our other artist albums and uh you obviously we all know who kanye west is and he's a very creative individual who who doesn't like to be stagnant in his creative process even when he creates music he thinks oh i can create a better song tomorrow or i can do something like that we saw that right he's always trying to one-up himself yeah we saw that with the listening parties especially like how the songs transformed like you had added verses from people you had verses taken off everybody thought oh kid cuddy's off the album oh jay-z got taken off the album but in reality it was just kanye playing around with the different sounds he was creating while he was at the stadiums and now we've we've even seen since the album's released Chris Brown That's what I was, has been taken yeah. off the album. We've got yeah. the feature of Casey taken off the album, which I feel like unfortunate. It's so very unfortunate. unfortunate, especially not so much for an artist of Chris Brown because Chris Brown's made it, but an artist right. such as Casey, she's she's trying to make it, and then to get your feature taken off of the album, that's just got to be crushing for for somebody. But that's just who Kanye is. That's how Kanye it, operates, and uh, yeah. That's what makes him so individualized is you don't really see artists come out with albums that are so big and so popular and so many people like them. And then at the last minute, even after they're out, make changes to it. Yeah, change it up and then still make tweaks to it. Yeah. And I feel like we haven't seen the end of that either. I feel like there could be more changes upcoming. I feel like that that album feels to me like like it's a it's an obviously great album and it's a great experience to listen to and I'd love to witness it in person but it just feels like he could do even more with the album too which is the scary part of it like right like he could even he can make he could add verses he could take even more verses away put different people on the album there's there's so many different things he can do with that album and it's so versatile for so many different people Drake's album is the the reason I feel off about his album is because it feels like if Drake was 23, 22 years old making this album. Exactly. He's a 34-year-old dude with now a yeah. four-year-old child. And he's has a song titled Effing Fans. Like, come on now. Right. It feels, right. Like, right. It feels like you're past that. Uh it almost feels like a it almost feels like a parody Drake album. Like somebody's yeah, making fun of Drake. Especially since the album like came out. Like obviously we've seen the cover of the album. And like when that came out, I was like, wow, he can't be serious. Like, I, I was surprised by Kanye's album cover of just being nothing, just a just a blank black screen. But then right. when Drake's album came out and he announced it, I was like, he can't be serious. And then once I pressed play on it for the first time, all those eyes like looking at me and all that. Yeah, like, wow, yeah, we're, yeah. We're really here. But it's definitely got some highlights on the album too. Oh, for sure. That way. Drake's, Drake, Drake's who he is for a reason. Uh, personally two of my favorites on the album would be the fair trade song with jay-z i like the Mm -hmm. i miss you too with kid cuddy those are great features but it feels more so like an album that is directed to 
the younger generation of listeners and i feel like right not the people growing up listening to him yeah not not especially the the 20 year olds now who grew up listening to drake it's more so exactly for the new younger generation and i feel like that's kind of why it takes away from me i know it's obviously still really popular but right um, if if you just listen to donda the the features five year foreign's feature on the (sighs) album of off the grid he just it's so good about a two two and a half minute feature of him just constantly not letting up and then what what the most impressive part of that song is for me is it starts off by kanye with the 808s and then you bring in the playboy cardi verse on the hard-hitting 808 beats and then it just transitions in the middle of the song to the new right. style drill beat which Fabio just floats on for the most part and then it even has kanye who at the last minute added a verse to the song where he's rapping on the drill beat too. Right. And that's something we've never heard from Kanye either. It's normally been the, the melodic Kanye that's been the most popular, but I could definitely see Kanye uh, doing some more on the drill beat because he, he handled that pretty well. Yeah. It's almost like he heard Fabio's voice or verse and then was like, no, I gotta, I gotta step up. I gotta yeah, step my game like, up right here. It's almost like he didn't want to be one upped. Like, and I feel like that's who Kanye is. Like, he doesn't want to be one-upped by anybody. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we saw the stuff, the the leaked uh, group chat with Drake where he added all the... All the yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, I've been played by people by like John, yeah. my whole life. And it's like, it's like he, does, he just doesn't want to be one-upped by anybody. So that's why I feel, like, I feel like that song is so great for him. And then obviously the album, the whole purpose of the album is like a tribute to his mom who passed away 14 years ago and like i feel like the album just captures so many emotions so well like you know, we have the new kanye of the gospel the the jesus kanye the i've changed my life kanye but like then you also have the old kanye style too where he's just like going at people and i also like how he incorporated all like newer artists in it as well like he didn't oh, yeah, just absolutely. Hit on like the older artists he was trying to like you got you got Roddy Rich. You have Baby Keem, who obviously oh, yes. has a great album this year too. And I know how you feel about all of that. Well, album. Baby Keem, that a little bit later, but yeah, that album just captures so many emotions for me. And then when you finish up the album, uh, where No Child Left Behind, that that just finishes finishes up Beautiful. the album so well for me. Beautifully, I can remember listening to that in the listening party and being like, "Wow, that that that's beautiful." Yeah, I remember listening to. Uh... Jesus Lord for the first time I think it was in the first listening party right yeah it was. yeah 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 and I was like remember being like man how long is this song I but know. then once you hear it and then uh even with the part two it's just it's a beautiful song yeah I remember listening to it in the car on my way up to college when the album released what was that August 30th I think August 29th it's, yeah somewhere around there and I can remember like wow this song's still going still going but that's what Kanye's been great about he he can carry out the length of the song as long as he wants. And we've seen that with Kendrick Lamar. We've seen that with J. Cole, uh, artists mm-hmm. of that caliber, no matter, because there's some artists who two minutes is like their max. And then after that, it's like the song just is like, okay, this song could have been short. Right. But with artists like this, they're so creative. It's just like they can carry out a seven, eight minute song and it just flies by when you're listening to it. Exactly. So exactly. Some, some upcoming releases that we got to look forward to this Friday. We have a Young Thug's uh, Pink album 
dropping. Oh. What's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on Young Thug? Uh, I mean, man, as far as you know, I never used to be a Young Thug fan. I really did not like Young Thug. But yeah. as I started getting older, I started realizing he's not that bad. And I'm actually super excited for this album. I know. I remember I remember the times uh, in high school we'd sit there and talk and I'd be l- listening to Young Thug and you'd be like, man, you can't be listening to that. That's not right. That's not, that's not real music. Get on this. Get on this Tyler the Creator, this Childish Gambino, this Chance the Rapper. I remember man, that too, that's all I used to listen to. And, it, and it's crazy how how throughout our lives we transition through even styles of music to artists like artists that I listened to, as I brought up in episode one, like, like when I started getting the music, I hardly really listen to those artists anymore. And it's like just ever evolving. That's why I feel like hip hop so great is it's just such an evolving genre that I feel like has no limits, really. Exactly. There's always new sounds. There's always new voices, new faces. There's always some, somebody is always bringing something new to the table. Yeah. And we have, we have some upcoming releases also to look forward to. Uh, Travis Scott supposed to be releasing the album Utopia this year. We saw some teasers of that back earlier this year. Uh, we obviously have the return of King Kendrick, K-Dot, coming K-Dot. back hopefully this year. Okay, now I'm, I'm excited for that album. Oh, man. If, if Kendrick drops, it's got to be album of the year. Without even listening to it, it's got to be album of the year. He almost just like demands that at this point whenever he releases it's like Uh it's like without even listening you just know what you're going to get from Kendrick and I thought it was interesting his features with Baby King off of the album Melodic Blue that released a couple weeks ago I thought I thought his album I thought his features were interesting because that's like a style of Kendrick that we haven't heard before yeah it's more of like uh I don't even know how to describe it it's more it's more of like the uh turn away from like the soulful conscious kind of rap and, and more like that uh, more that newer like y'all forgot about me yeah, style of rap. Yeah, exactly. like, you think i'm gone like exactly I, i've just been chilling at home right i don't need to make music but if you want me to i'll make an album and i'll show you just how good i am still exactly that's what i feel got like game on standby that's what i feel like like artists like kendrick lamar just just has to like that's that's the aura they create around them because it's like when he drops, the whole world listens. That's like when Drake drops, the whole world right. listens. When, when Kanye right. only... drops, the whole world listens. When you have these exactly. big names like this, they just they just demand that listen almost. And it's like you're captivated into listening because it's like, wow, I know what they've created in the past. So I wonder if they can one-up themselves right here. And Right. Like, I, you always want to hear new sounds, see what they got in store for you. And do you think this will be his last album? Because based off of what he put out, it, it looked like he was it was either going to be his last album with TDE or just his last album in general. Yeah, I just think it's going to be his last album with TDE because he's got his new uh, record label, right, called PG yeah. Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I think he's going to start dropping music under that. I can see I, so. I could also I could also see what he's doing with uh, with Baby Keem right now, creating a label to put people onto the newer generation. I could see that exactly. as well. That's kind right. of how it deals with with baby keem right now he's trying to he's trying to support obviously his relative but he's obviously trying to show the world like here this is the guy who's who's up next like like after i'm done this is a guy you need to be listening to and all that and i feel like i feel like with this new album that that baby keem even released like i i had heard his two previous projects before and i was i was always entertained when i listened to them and he he creates that entertainment style of music when he releases and then this new album with obviously the big features that he got and 
I, I thought the album was great, the melodic blue. What about you? Oh, I I loved it. I loved it. Especially, you know, the features from Kendrick Lamar obviously hit hard and they hit well, very well. Uh, but you also got you also got features from Don Tolliver. Yeah. You know, it's just a great album overall. Yeah, Don Tolliver obviously just released an album. Have you listened to that yet? I have not. I've been meaning to. I've been hearing, and I've been hearing that it's really yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I've listened to it a couple times now, and I've heard some really good things for it. Uh, but, but Don Tolliver, Baby Keem, they're they're definitely at the at the forefront of this new generation that's coming through. And it's oh, also interesting because it feels like it feels like with Baby Keem, he's been put on and supported by Kendrick Lamar, and then you have Don Tolliver then put on and supported by Travis Scott. Exactly. Which is like. It's so great to see that these big artists are putting on these new guys for us and then us seeing what these new guys can become like that. That's been real special for me because now they're almost superstars at this point, both these guys recently. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with the recognition they're getting lately, yeah. dropping two great albums. Yeah. And uh, what do you think the rest of the year looks like? Obviously, we're almost halfway done with October. How many how many more big releases could you see this year? I mean, obviously, we got Young Thug Friday. Yeah. There's Travis Scott. There's yeah. always the hope, always the hope in the back of my head for Frank Ocean. Oh, but I know absolutely. it's very slim. I know it's very slim, but there's always that hope. There's Kendrick. I mean, honestly, a lot of like the big namers have already dropped this year. Yeah, and also somebody else we somebody else we can be looking out for. Twenty One Savage. I know that's oh, your guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been yeah, talking. Yeah. I saw him on Twitter recently saying, "What type of what type of uh, project do you guys want me to start working on?" And uh -huh. I thought we could be seeing some new Twenty One Savage very soon. Um, Roddy Rich has teased a little bit of new music. I know Roddy Rich obviously won New Artist of the Year last year. That was mm -hmm. a huge milestone for him. Had himself a heck um, of a year. What did you, you think of that album last year? Okay, so honestly, it's not like one of those albums that I listen to from beginning to end. It's more of like a, I'll listen to this one here, this one there. More of like a shuffle, shuffle album. Yeah, I, I could definitely but see that with that good. album. That's not, that's not necessarily an album you need to listen to from top to right. bottom. That's an exactly. album that you, can, that you can skip around, pick and choose right. what song you like. And I feel like that's what makes many artists so great is because not all the time is your favorite artist somebody who you got to listen to like a conceptual album all the way through. You can Absolutely. just pick and choose songs, get hyped to the ones you want to get, get hyped to, uh, get in your feelings about the songs you want to get in your feelings to. And exactly. I feel like that's what Roddy Rich uh, captures so well with his music. So now that we've talked about the recap of this year, what we're looking forward to, I really wanted to get into uh, and Peyton and I's first meeting together on the Brick Squad podcast, I wanted to get into our top five albums of the year for each of us. Now, I know you got your list. I got my list right here. I'm going to give off just three albums that were very close to making the list for me, but just barely missed. And five, that's not many albums to really consider with the amount of music that's dropped this year. So for my first honorable mention of the year, the first album will be The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. Now, I know that we talked about the song that he released. What was that? Back in June, July, Lay With You with Duke. Lay Duke. With You, yeah. And that song, that, that was a side of Isaiah Rashad that I hadn't seen before. And that was that 
that confident and that was a style of song where he's like carrying out of his words in the song and then the beat right i really love yeah that. heavy beat real good turn up song i just thought that song still hits today the yeah. same today as it did when it came out absolutely and then he transitions to the song headshots uh that came out a couple weeks later and it was it was like over a thousand days since isaiah rashad released music and then all of a sudden he's just hitting us with single 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 exactly like that headshot single that came out it was just so smooth and so vibey i just i really enjoyed it but the reason i'm leaving it off my album top five albums of the year is there's i just felt like there was something more he could have done with the album it's a great album it's one of my favorite albums of the year but to make that top five if i just got more of the vibes of lay with you if I got more of the vibes of headshots on the album, I thought I, I thought I could rank that a little bit higher. But nevertheless, it was a great return for Isaiah Rashad. So if we transition, what would be an honorable mention you have as well for this year, Peyton? So if I had to give an honorable mention, it would probably be Dumb and Dumber 2 by Young Dolph and Key Glock. I didn't even add that album to my honorable mention or my top fives. But Man. that album is one of those albums that I'm not going to listen to every day. But when I'm in the mood to listen to, uh-huh. to that style, Key Glock and Young Dolph never disappoint. And I know you Absolutely. like his last album, uh, Rich Slaves, that came out. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you really like that album. And so I, did I. That. I thought that album was great. But if we transition into two more albums, I have two more albums on my honorable mentions list for the year 2021. And that is two albums we've talked about on this show. Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the Creator, and The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. Those two albums narrowly missed the top five albums of me this year. Um, Tyler's just that guy that I listen to. I listen to Tyler all the time, but he's just not somebody that, that I love as much as I know Peyton. Peyton loves Tyler, the Creator. And I've liked Tyler, the Creator ever since he released Goblin back in 2011. But that album just narrowly missed out. And I feel like if I listen to the Melodic Blue just a little bit more, it might get into my top five. But the album just hasn't been out long enough yet for my personal liking yet. But that could still change at the end of the year. You got any more honorable mentions you want to share, Peyton? Or do you want to move on to the top fives? I do. My last, I only do have one honorable mention, but it's going to be Hitler Wears Hermes 8, Side A. Side A. That is obviously my, the, the new West Side Gun album that absolutely. released a couple weeks ago. He has a side A and side B of that album. And I'm just going to say for everybody listening at home, wherever you're listening to, watching this on YouTube, three artists you really need to tap into is Benny the Butcher, Kanye, Con, Conway the Machine, and West Side Gun. The three of them are all from, all related, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, they're all, I think they're all cousins. Yeah, and they're obviously not too far from home where I'm at right now, up in Buffalo, New York. And those three, they have a group called Griselda together. And I know I know how highly Peyton thinks of them. So everybody at home, if you're not doing anything right now after this podcast, listen to Griselda and listen to those three artists individually because some of the some of the music they put out is, is special. Absolutely. Uh what what was your favorite part about the side A of the album? I don't know. Okay, so I just think that Westside just has like a really good and different like sound to him. Yeah. Like I can always tell when it's a Westside Gun song when it comes on just from like 
the little bells, the little whistles, like the, and obviously the ad libs, the grrr and the, you oh, know, the gun yeah, sound. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like he brings an energy that a lot of artists don't. And he brings that he's old doing school a lot of different to, to new school rap. Exactly. That's like, like so mixed about it. Right. Exactly. And, and my personal favorite out of the group, Benny the Butcher. I, I, I've really, I've really enjoyed him. I like that. I like that sound of like, like in his songs, the ad lib of the butcher's coming. I, I, I love that too. On Absolutely. his albums. But so now we're going to get kicked off in our top five albums of 2021. I'm going to start out with number five, an album that released a couple years ago. It is by G Herbo and the album is titled 25. Uh, the album is, uh, I just really enjoyed the album. I really enjoyed G Herbo as a rapper. Um, he can't, comes out of Chicago and obviously probably many of you listening to this podcast have obviously heard who G Herbo is. And uh, that album, it, it just, it, he, he has the hard hitting drill beats in his album, but he also has the conventional rap style. And uh, I, I really like that album. He also has a really good feature on the song top on his album with 21 Savage. And uh, uh, yeah. I, really, I really enjoy that song as well, but just overall G Herbo is one of those rappers who just, just fits my ear really well. And uh, I, I love that album, but hey, what, good would your, good pick. what would your fifth album of 2021 be? Alrighty. My fifth album of 2021 so far would be the only reason that side A is in an honorable mention is side B of Hitler Wears Hermes. And again, it's just like one of those, you know, he brings a different kind of sound. They're not like exactly the same kind of sound. There's a little bit of difference in them. But what really tops it off for me is side B has a two chains feature in yeah. Lance. You know I, I love two chains. <laughs> I know how you feel about two chains. Two chains. Somebody who who I was wondering if we were going to get another release from this year in 2021 doesn't sound like we were going to. But when two chains features on a song, he also creates that presence. Oh, absolutely. But what did you feel was the major difference between side A and side B of that album? Uh, I just felt like side B more had more of like a like a conscious feeling to it. Yeah more of like a narrative i just felt like side a was like hey here's what this album is gonna sound like and b is like hey i'm gonna put this together yeah i i I agree with that too i haven't listened to side b as much as i have side a but side a was more of that like that like i'm here i demand my respect too and then side b exactly that i'm coming i'm gonna show you why show you why exactly yeah why i really like that as well so Number four on my list for my top five albums of 2021 is a, an album that is the second of its namesake, which he released back in 2020. And this is an album by Nas called King's Disease 2. He released King's Disease last year, and I, I enjoyed that album. And Nas is somebody who is on the top tier of the rap game, been there since since Illmatic released in 1994. And he's just somebody I've always listened to. He is that old style of hip hop. But with this album, he transitioned out of that old style of hip hop and gets more into that, that new style. He has, he has ad lib features even from Lil Baby on this new album. And I feel like this is one of those albums like we talked about with how Kendrick Lamar is when he releases music. It's like, don't forget about me. I might be old, but 
I still demand my respect too. And here's, right. how, here's how I'm going to show you why I demand that respect. And also some of the songs, he, he was getting into more of that, that Kanye West style on that album. I'm not sure if you've listened to it yet, but it was towards the end of the album. He gets that, that choir feel, that, that preachy feel like he's going to preach to people on these tracks and you need to listen to him because what he's saying can benefit you. And that's why I really like that album uh, this year. I thought, I thought just the whole vibe around it was, was great. So what's your, what's your fourth album of 2021? Alrighty. Fourth album, 2021's got to go the off season by J Cole. Yep. And that, that was an album that I was going to consider to my honorable mentions, but just missed out on my honorable mentions. Definitely top 10 album for me this year. Why is that for on your um it, it's only okay so I was expecting a little bit more out of J. Cole. I always just feel like, especially now with his music, uh he just kind of talks over the beats instead of like rapping. Yeah. Like I don't know, it's maybe not like the same cadence, the flow. It's so, something just feels a little off, but it is J. Cole, and I feel like J. Cole can always come through when he needs to. Yeah, it feels like it gives that vibe of kind of how he's transitioned to in a rapper these days. Like yeah. the old J. Cole was that that short-haired, young-style rapper, and now he's grown out the beard, grown out the dreads, and it's like right. that new style. He's just so laid back. My personal favorite track on that album is the opening track, uh, 95 South. Oh, man. The end and of that I, song gets yeah, me that, so that hyped. That one of my favorite intro tracks of the year uh, on an album. Oh, easily. Easily. I love how it transitions to him starting to then – the last minute of the song is just just wild. I I love that, and I recommend anybody listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube right now. Uh, go listen to the intro song by J Cole because that 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 song will get you get you in the right spirit for sure. It'll it'll get you where you need to go. What did you think of of uh, the little baby and Moray track on the album? Oh man, when I first heard that. Okay, so when I first heard that song, I was like, "Who is Moray?" First of all, because I've never heard of this dude, mm-hmm. um, but that's that song has definitely got me into him. And then I don't know his feature on that song is just great. Yeah, he gives he gives that he's he's t- he's that Rod Wave style of artist. He's that right that singing vocal artist, and they're obviously they are obviously pretty similar in many ways. And uh, he just uh, I I didn't know who he was before that song either, and then, then obviously the twenty one feature on J Cole. Twenty twenty one doesn't miss. He 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 really does not miss on a feature. Twenty one really does not miss. And uh, uh, I know that's somebody who you didn't even listen to back in the day when he first came up, and then all of a sudden, uh, when the album is uh, when when his album in twenty nineteen. Uh, I am greater than I was. Yep, you really yeah. you really started getting into twenty one Savage and. I- yeah, he, re- he just really does not miss on a feature. Mm-mm, absolutely not. But the number three album on my list for the year 2021 is a self-titled al- album by none other than California Long Beach artist Vince Staples. The album is titled Vince Staples. Uh, it's, a short, it's a short, compact album. Uh, it's not, you don't really see many albums like that anymore. Normally the albums are typically in the range of 14 to even 25 songs these days but it's just a short sweet to the point album and he's just very laid back on it and he just kind of like yeah i've i've made it in this rapping stuff so i don't really have to prove anything to anybody i'm just gonna chill 
have fun with this album, uh, give people a little more detail of my life growing up, give people a look into what I've been doing recently. And it even has some interludes in the album from himself uh, uh, and others around him, which just uh, really captivates the album very well for me. And it seems like an album, it is definitely an album that is all centered around himself. Uh, as you can tell by the title of the album, it is a very, very narcissistic album in that sense. And I just really enjoy that. And I've been, I've been wanting new Vince Staples for a while. So did you, did you listen to the album, Peyton? What was your thoughts on it? I didn't, but um, I think you know this already, how much I used to listen to Vince Staples, like back in high school. Yeah. I used to be a big fan then. So I'm not really sure why I haven't listened to it now. Especially the song North North, that song back in the day. That's still probably one of my all time most played songs. I love that. It used to get me so turned up. Uh, but what is, what's your third album of 2021? All right. Number three has got to go to Donda by none other than Kanye West. Donda by Kanye West. Why is that? Why is that number three? I just feel that obviously it's a great album. Great rollout. Like we've never seen anything like it. He didn't say a word about it for what two three weeks or something like that yeah and still it was going crazy on every social had, media had around here millions of of viewers on on apple music watching him didn't even show his face no and he was no, just not one single time yeah. even had a 24-hour live stream i watched the dude sleep for like two that's, hours that's, that's what i'm saying and like he, he had us that tuned into his world yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was it was a phenomenal album, Raw, and I don't know if we're ever going to see one like that ever again. And then I also feel like it was just different sounds from Kanye that we haven't heard before. We have like more, I feel like guitars, like more, more heavier drums, heavier yeah. bass, maybe. And just, I I enjoyed the album a lot because, in all honesty, the last two Kanye albums have disappointed me. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I I with the the bipolar album and then the Jesus is King album. He was trying to get two different messages across right there. And I feel like, I feel like he could have definitely done better with both of those albums, but Donda, it just does not disappoint. Oh no, absolutely not. So my number two album of 2021 is a joint album by two of the biggest artists from the last couple of years. But obviously this year it is an album by Lil Durk and Lil Baby titled voice of the heroes and this album was was very powerful for me because it's two different two different forces colliding together on the same album from two different cultures Lil Durk obviously being from Chicago Lil Baby being from Atlanta and two guys grew up with a rough past coming together on an album and creating a sound that they just knew that the younger generation was going to love and I can remember over the summer listening to this album and it doesn't really have many songs that are real misses for me Oh, no, absolutely. It's a real good uh, – I used to listen to it in the gym, like, when it first came out. Same that here. was my go-to for a while. Same here. It's very it, – it starts off starts off very fast, too, obviously, with with the song Hats Off with Travis Scott. That's a great oh, song. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Travis, whenever Travis gets on a feature on a song, it just creates a whole different vibe. Travis doesn't even have to say anything in the song. And uh-huh. You just know his presence is there. So, absolutely. What is your number two album of the year? Number two, uh, it was in your honorable mentions, but I got to give it to the Melodic Blue. The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. And yes, sir. I mean, you, didn't, you didn't even really listen to Baby Keem too much before. 
the only song I had heard by Baby Keem was Orange Soda. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, wasn't that like a TikTok song or something at first? Yeah, it was. It, it blew yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's how I found that out. Uh, but when he released the trailer for the album, uh, I remember texting you about it and you said you hadn't seen it yet. You went and watched it and you were like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I just love when artists like hype up their album without being like, hey, I'm going to release this album. And they do something like like what Kanye did with the rollout, you know, the live uh, listening parties. Um, Baby King put out a trailer and then I think he delivered very well. Yeah. And his vibe for the album is kind of like that old school rustic vibe, just giving off that that plain white T-shirt uh-huh Jeans vibe that real uh-huh. blues, southern blues vibe he gives off on it and it almost is like in the album he brings a lot of energy but it seems to be like he's kind of he's kind of trapped in a way in like that depressed state and you can kind of see by the album cover him obviously sitting on the dock by himself and all the colors that are presented on the album to me really goes to show his different type of emotions that he feels and you can feel those within the album the different styles that he comes with oh absolutely you can go from songs that you know you can be playing in the car and then you end up going and next thing you look down you're going 90 miles an hour and you're like wow i'm way too into the song exactly he can and then you can you can also feel like the hurt in his voice in some of the songs too and i liked how he's got a very wide range yeah of that can. and he's so young he like yeah, he's so he young pretty much our age yeah he is our age he's 20 years old he's he's already at that level of the rap game right now and that's just been real special to me for c and then obviously uh kendrick to give him like that passing of the torch almost absolutely so moving on to my number one album of the year uh probably my most highly anticipated album for a while um and since at least the start of the new year and when uh uh, it was it was announced uh, is Donda by Kanye West. I know you had that as number three, but the reason it's number one is not necessary. It's just something that we've never seen before. It's something that I've never heard before. And just the way that he gets all the features to work together on the album, so many different artists, so many different styles, so many different talents, all coming together on the same album. And the fact that it's all clean it's just crazy to me. We've never seen an all clean hip hop album go number one before. Oh and no, no. This is, I feel like this is an album that is going to age really well. And people are going to look back. There's probably going to be a documentary made on it at some point from all the listening parties, the different, the different styles he gave off on the listening parties. I remember before the second listening party, it was just an hour of his bed sitting there with the shoes and the weights and the candle. And I was like, is this dude ever going to come out? And just the way he could, he captivated an audience throughout that whole journey. And pretty much like we said, not even saying a word throughout the release of it until it was getting very close to the day that it finally dropped. Uh, It was, it was just all real special to me. And that's why that album is number one. And I, I just loved the album from song, one to song 24 i just love everything about it absolutely so peyton i have a feeling i know what album you're going to say here but what is your number one album of 2021 all right my favorite album easily as you could have guessed call me if you get lost by tyler the creator yes sir and 
this is also an album that we have I didn't anticipate to see from Tyler either when it came out when when I heard DJ drama narrating almost over every track it wasn't something I saw from Tyler but the way he just his albums are uh, it's a lot like Kanye West to where it just captivates you when you listen you got to listen from song one to the last track of it exactly like I feel like every time I listen to Tyler um, I'm just finding something new that I like I'm like oh I didn't notice this before whether it's an instrument or like a wordplay that he did a reference he made and then I have to go back and I'm like oh wow that's actually really cool and then especially with this or just this album he is on a tear with his three run album from flower boy to igor to call me if you get lost and And they've all got different sounds they've all tell a different story a whole different world and you're just immersed in it yeah he really he really has not missed over his last three albums and that that's for sure with the different vibes he he gave off to that flower boy vibe to that old retro long blonde hair vibe he gave off to now this call me if you get lost like like wanted that he gives off throughout the cover art of the album it's like people have been it's like people want tyler and he delivers each time with a new style exactly and everybody's always doubted tyler like like how you said earlier when you would listen to uh who was it that you said you said i would listen to some or that you'd be listening to somebody and I tell you to turn on Tyler or Childish Gambino yeah, or Young Thug. Yeah. 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 That's who it was. It was Young Thug. Um, and even like back then, like everybody, which he was releasing Goblin and Wolf, which it does. That's a very acquired taste. Like Tyler oh, is an acquired taste absolutely. in general, but, but Wolf and Goblin, those are some, especially in Cherry Bomb, those three albums are just, you know, acquired taste. Um, and just being able to see like, the growth that he's made from like making those like completely different types of sounds and he's like always trying to find something new he's always like talking about you can do whatever you want if you can put your mind to it you know just empowerment and i think that's what i like most about him yeah he gives and and you spoke on wolf i love wolf because that the the, the few tracks on that album with with tyler and frank ocean that was like that was like peak Tyler and Frank Ocean time. Oh, yeah. 2012, 2013 era. And uh, I hope we absolutely get new Frank Ocean, like we said earlier. Uh, I've been really, it's coming up. It's coming up what? Almost on, it's been five years now. I think it just passed five years, yeah. And that's crazy. And he's been more active recently. I've seen him out out and about places. Uh, but, yeah, he went to the Met Gala. He's yeah. like coming out with his own fashion company or something of the sorts. Yeah, and I've been really, really fiending for that new Frank Ocean, like like we've been talking about. Absolutely. Well, that was our top five albums of 2021, and I feel like that is a good place to wrap up uh, the second episode of the Brick Squad podcast. And uh, Peyton, I really thank you for being here today. And uh, Lance, it was a pleasure being here, buddy. Sharing your thoughts, y'all. Well, we'll be back again. We'll be doing this again here very, very soon. But uh, yeah, if anybody has any thoughts they'd like to share with us uh, on what we should do on upcoming shows, let us know. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at the Brick Squad Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at uh, the Brick Brick Squad Pod One. And uh, 
this episode of the podcast will be the first that goes up on YouTube as well. So um, go check that out so you can see see us while we discuss the podcast. But Peyton, you got anything else you want to say? I love music, man. Yeah, for real. Music is cool. I love music, and it's just it is it's just awesome. It really is. So uh, yeah, thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Brick Squad podcast. Thank you.